Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome all to episode 15 of NBA Holes. I am Joe Connors with my co-host, Mr. Dave Hendrick. How are you, my friend? I'm good, mate. I'm I'm good. It's a, a rainy and damp Thursday here in Toronto. Ah, uh, we got we got nice weather for uh, which is just dead strange in November. It's uh, 75 degrees today, which shouldn't be that way, but I'll take it. Um, we're going to start tonight with Twitter questions, as we always do. And our first one comes from Rick at Ricardinho, 1892. And he's asking, what on earth do you make of the Markel Fultz situation? I'm going to hold on to that because that's actually one of the topics that Dave and I are going to discuss tonight. Um, so thank you for the question, Rick. I know you have another one, too. Uh, and I'll read his next one. He's asking, are you surprised that Ben Simmons looks like a future superstar? Um, a little bit. Um. Like, he still can't really shoot, but for the moment it doesn't matter. Um, I think his form right now is kind of directly tied to the full situation. Um, but I mean, like, you know, the guy's been hyped for three years. You know, his last year in high school, uh, then his year at LSU. And then last year when he was injured, Ben Simmons is all we've heard about because, you know, the size, the passing ability, uh, and so forth. So it's not really a surprise that he looks this good. Um, it's a surprise that he's not been guarded more carefully. Like, he's getting an awful lot of room. I think because of the shooting issues, opposition point guards aren't really pushing up on him. And... Mm. By doing that, they're allowing him too much freedom for his passing, and they're not challenging his handle. It'll be interesting to see if that changes. Um, I'm looking forward to when he runs into the freak, and we see a six nine point guard versus a six eleven point guard, and see how that works. Um, but no, I mean it's it's great to see it's it's just great to see him actually playing. Uh, 
to be honest, how he plays is secondary. Just having him on the court is, is the biggest thing for Philly right now. Yeah, the, the surprise part, I would say absolutely not. Um, I've been waiting for it. I would have came last year if he was healthy and didn't hurt his foot. Uh, his game is made for the NBA. So anybody taking too much away from the LSU thing, you just either don't know basketball or just don't understand the difference in college and the pros. Uh, like, like they've said, he, he's not shooting the ball. He's not even really attempting a jump shot. He's basically 15 and in, but if he can even hit that consistently, he's essentially unstoppable because of his size and his speed. And, you know, there was another guy and, I, and I'm not comparing. I'm just comparing their start of their seasons. He looks a lot like LeBron did when LeBron first started. Am I calling him LeBron? Absolutely not. I'm not ridiculous. I would never do that. But he mimics his game the exact same way. Now, what LeBron did is LeBron developed a shot Hmm. because that's what people started doing with him. They would collapse on him and say, go ahead, shoot. You're not going to get to the hole every time. I don't care how big, how fast, how strong you are. It just won't work all the time. And he did that. I think Ben Simmons will do the same thing. Now, there's people who think he shoots with the wrong hand. I understand. That's the thing. Simmons' shot looks broken. LeBron's never looked broken the way Simmons' shot does. The difference... The difference with LeBron, though, is that LeBron had this explosion that Simmons doesn't have. Like, Simmons is like a, f- a finesse version of LeBron. Well, he, but he doesn't he, have it, that absolute insane athletic ability that LeBron has. No, he doesn't have that, but I think he gets a bad rep for... Now, he's got to learn to... And he will. Remember, he, it's his, he's played eight games. Um... He's got to learn when he takes it. And he, he did it last night. He did it the last two games. When you're that big, you go to the hoop and you take on contact. You don't avoid it. In the first six games of the season, he was doing that. And it was frustrating. And he was still, I mean, the guy's almost averaging a triple-double right now. Uh, and he's barely scratching the surface. So, again, my comparison to LeBron is, of course, no, he's not LeBron. Who God knows he probably never will be. And he doesn't have to be because LeBron's once in a generation player. Whether you like him or you don't like him, that's just who he is. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised by it because it, he, he was kind of show it in the summer. I know not in summer basketball, but you could sometimes you just get a feeling for a player. And you know this, Dave, in any sport, and you just go, that guy has what it takes to succeed. And that, yeah. for me, that's what it was for him. So not a surprise for me. Um, Next question goes to, well, it's Joe at JP23X asked this last time, um, and he kept with the same question again. So his first Giannis question was, can he keep up this unreal form? And then he asked this morning, well, my time this morning would have been afternoon his, is he a real candidate for MVP? Yeah. I mean, he is. He won't win it, but he's definitely a candidate. Um, I don't know. I, like, I could see him finishing fourth or fifth, but I don't see him being in the top three. I also don't think he's going to sustain this level for the season because if he did, it'd be one of the four or five greatest seasons anyone's ever had in the history of the NBA. And he's just not that player yet. Um, but look, he has that nickname for a reason. He is an absolute freak of nature. Um, and He's looked, he looks like a guy who just went away in the summer with some sort of like 
basketball savant and worked and worked and worked and worked and then has come back and he was like fantastic last year and I thought this year he'd plateau I said it to you a few weeks ago and I still think he might but early signs are that he's just he's not even waiting around at the level he hit last year he's already on you know a path to even higher higher levels yeah I mean he's definitely I agree with you he's definitely a candidate I don't know if he'll win it I mean, he's averaging 31 points, five assists, and shooting 60% from the field in eight or nine games. Um, that's incredible. If Remember, you though, that- DeMar DeRozan was averaging about 37 yeah. points at this point last year. You know. Yeah. Well, his last two games, he's already dropped off. Um, it, it's virtually impossible to sustain something like that. You know, that's, that's like LeBron, Michael Jordan level. Uh, and again, he's a young, he's still a young man. Is he a candidate to answer the question? No question. He is very good player. He's taken the leap. Um, so far, that's what it appears. Uh, I'm just excited to see another great basketball player, to be honest with you. Yeah. But he's so hard to guard and he can do a lot. Like you said, there's a reason he has that name, Greek Freak. He can do a lot of things. Um, I'm not sold on that Milwaukee team. No. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sold if he stays there. I, I don't know if he's that happy. There now, I don't know what his his contract probably keeps him there for a few years, but I and this is no disrespect to Milwaukee, but nobody wants to really play in Milwaukee, especially with the NBA how it is nowadays. But Everybody wants to big super teams and things exactly. like that. Plus, in 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 the state of Wisconsin, you're always going to play second fiddle to the Packers. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be the star attraction. That's right. Like, you know, you, you can't debate that. They you just the, can't. The the Bucks could be playing Game Seven of the Finals, and if the Packers announced an open scrimmage on the same <laughs> day, you can be guaranteed there would there would be people that would actually consider going to the open scrimmage. Like the Packers are just such a big deal in Wisconsin, and it's unfortunate for the Bucks. But look, if it ever comes down to him wanting out and them them deciding to trade him, you are looking at the biggest hole oh, any yeah. team has ever. Like this will make what the Nuggets got from Mello look like chump change. This will make yeah. the Herschel Walker trade look like chump change. Like nobody <laughs> in the history of any sport will ever have gotten a haul like they will get for that kid. Unless, unless Towns gets traded in two years or. I hope that doesn't happen. I no, really hope that doesn't happen. I know. Um, I, team and I. Davis just, is I the other one, but shit. the thing with, with the freak is that he has this. He's he looks like he's an Iron Man, whereas yeah. Davis is injury prone. So he has and that good as, going for him. And as good as Davis is, because he's a great player, Giannis just has an upside that goes to who the hell knows where. Because I, you you can't compare a guy like that to anybody else ever yeah. in the league. Well, look, it's we, just we a, don't know what the league will look like in five years. We don't know what the style will be. Giannis exactly. could be playing center in five years. He and is, he could probably play it easy too. Yeah, but he's the first guy ever who could legitimately play all, like I know Magic played all five, but like, he didn't play all five, he played games in all five. Yannis could play entire but, seasons in all five. And yeah. with the sole exception maybe of shooting guard, he'd probably be an MVP candidate in all of them. Oh yeah, know? no question. And, and if he ever just decides to knuckle down and really work on his shot, who the fuck is going to guard a 6'11 shooting guard? Yeah, virtually impossible. You have no chance. No. It'd be a no chance. And 
I appreciate you bringing up that magic thing because there's a big misconception that he played like center in his whole life and it's just not true. He, he was a yeah, and he, he unfortunately beat my team yeah. doing it. Um, but he was a point guard and he was one of the greatest ever. So um, next question comes from Mike Gosher at Mike Gosher eighty one. He actually has two. First, and we're gonna get to this, so we'll skip to this. Mike, um, he's asking first which teams have surprised you so far. We'll talk about that later. And he's asking, can the Sixers get anything for from like either in a trade or can they use him? Uh, Jaleel Okafor. They might get a handshake <laughs> and, and a goodbye card, but no, I, yeah. I, at this point, a second round pick is about all you're going to get because <laughs> it's just become so toxic. Yeah, it's awful. He's a free agent next year, so nobody's like going to give up a lot to get him. He's yeah, he's not even in the rotation. The Sixers are playing Amir Johnson over him. Yeah. That should tell you everything you need to know. And that's with uh, their backup center, Hurt. He comes back Friday, Rashawn Holmes, but yeah. he hasn't played in the first three weeks, and the guy still can't get on the court. It's crazy. And it's a horrible situation for the guy to be in, because he still is such a young guy. He, he is. is. immensely talented. The problems are he, he's only talented at one end of the floor. Yeah, exactly. He's, he, you would have to raise question marks over his attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not. Well, remember, he's gotten into trouble a few times, a few and, I, times. And, I, and I know he's a kid, so I, I don't, I don't kill people for that. I mm-hmm. know what I did when I was that age, so I don't judge. That's exactly. Um, it. And look, the first time he got in trouble was that incident in Boston. And to be yeah. honest, I applauded him for punching that guy because that guy was talking shit about his team, and I thought, you know what, yeah. he's standing up for his team there. Now I know he's a six eleven man punching a five foot ten man, <laughs> yeah, which is never going to end well. But at the and same time, it's on video too. It's not the greatest. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not a good look. But at the same time, I I could see where that was coming from. But there's been other incidents sure. as well. But the speeding, yeah, yeah, you know, and he just of... might. He just looks like maybe, like he came into the league and with the incredible post game, people were saying, look, if he can even become an average defender, he could be. A poor man's Tim Duncan. As things stand, he's looking like he might just be the next Al Jefferson, which isn't a bad thing. Al Jefferson's had a long career. He has. You're not going to win anything, and if he's in the league to win, you're never. He's never going to win unless he learns the defense, because championship teams won't put up with that. And that's that's the last part you said. There is the key. He he either can't play defense or refuses to. He can't move his feet. He's slow, which. If you think about it, it, makes absolutely no sense if you have those kind of post moves. They call that ballet feet. Yeah, that's the thing. He, the guy can move his feet. I just think and he doesn't want to. I just don't think he, I think he looks at it and thinks, why should I expend energy when I can yeah. use it down the other? And look, here's the thing, right? I want to take you back maybe three, four years. Steve Clifford took over a Charlotte Hornets franchise that was a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. They had a ragtag group of players that you looked at and went, well, there's talent there, but I don't see how it fits. And he made it all fit, and he turned them into the, one of the better defensive teams in the league. And he did that with Al Jefferson as his starting center because he kicked Al Jefferson's ass for an entire year. Now, the problem is that ended up with Al Jefferson developing um, plantar fasciitis and fasciitis in his feet and been screwed come playoff time. But he was able to do it. And that was Al Jefferson in about year eight or nine in the league. Mm-hmm. Okafor, yeah, or, and he's only in the league three years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okafor, I mean, he had, Okafor hasn't played. Yeah. Like, 
they, like he they, he played like he played last year, and you know he just he's just not. Basic bottom line is if if you're not going to play defense, you're never going to last in this league. Yeah. Nobody cares if you can score twenty points. There's a lot of guys in the league who can do that with their fucking eyes closed. Mm. But that's not this NBA anymore. No. And I I do feel for the kid. But you can't just turn around and point the finger at the organization all the time. No, sometimes no. sometimes you got to look in the mirror and go, okay, it didn't work out. I got drafted by the maybe the wrong team. And remember, he was a Hinky draft pick. Mm. Hinky's not there anymore. And you know, I don't like Brian Colangelo. Um, I, I understand why they did what they did because they were kind of forced by it from the NBA. But he has no ties to this player, so he doesn't care. You know, the, they didn't exercise his fourth-year option, so two things are going to happen. He's going to play this year and rot on the bench and then leave, or he'll be traded to somebody. Now, there's whispers that Boston likes him, which... They, that's been, that, that rumor has been around for a while. And it's come back up. And the funny thing about that is, is what makes me hesitate. What does Boston say in him that my team doesn't? That's what I don't. Yeah. That's what bothers me. And yeah, like if it was the Knicks or someone who liked them, you'd be like, "Well, it's the Knicks. They'll just take anything, yeah. anybody who might score." But exactly. When it's an elite team like Boston, it does kind of give you pause for thought. Um, I I don't know. The the thing is, you need to pair him with like a very specific type of of power forward. You can't pair him with a real kind of stretch four. You'd have to pair him with a guy. Like a Tristan Thompson or a Taj Gibson type. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Al Horford works because he is really, really good defensively. But and he can, he can shoot outside. Yeah. You know, too. And he'll, he'll, re- Al Horford, the thing is, Al Horford and, and Okafor, like, who's getting your rebounds? I know. Well, that's, those, those that's guys the are, other problem. That's like, with Okafor. what? They might get 12, 14 rebounds a night combined. Yeah, Okafor is six foot ten, six eleven. Yeah, and can't and can't. There's no excuse to not be able to rebound at that size. He did it. I, I'm a massive Duke fan. He won my team a national championship. He did it there, and then he got into the NBA. And I gen, I genuinely don't know what happened to him. You know what else I, he did? You know what else he did at Duke? Played defense. He tried on defense. He wasn't good. Yeah, did. But Coach K had him. But he tried. Yeah, that's how they won. They yeah. beat. They won that national championship. I'd be interested to see him in, in in Miami under Spo. Um, I know the fit would be weird with him and um, Whiteside. And Whiteside. Maybe you just turn Whiteside into a Rodman type Hogo power for power forward. Mm-hmm. And you hope for the best. I don't know. Like they've got a great coach in Spolstra and they've got one of the great minds in the history of the game and Pat Riley sitting upstairs. So they, they could make it work. Maybe. Um, sure. The, the, the obvious, the smart money is he ends up in Sacramento because they just love to have centers. And they do. They've only got about seven now. So they've probably got open for one more. And there's um, no expectations because they're one and seven and yeah. they're not going to be good for a while. Here's you know, my advice to Jaleel Okafor. Hmm. Get away from the Sixers. Go to San Antonio. Yeah. If you if you can't play there, you're done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, son. You can't play anywhere. Yeah. Go because to Europe. If, if you can't play in San Antonio, it's time that's to go right. to Europe. If Greg Popovich, the best coach in the league, can't figure out a way to use you, I don't care. You you don't have to be a superstar. Just use you. Hmm. Then you can't play in the league, son. The the other landing spot that I would 
be interested to see him just in terms of fit would be Indiana. Because I could I could see that. Him and Turner might just fit really well. Now space wise it could be a little bit awkward, but Turner can protect the rim, he's a pretty good rebounder, and he, he will step out and shoot. So it might work. The problem is they're coached by like a relic, a guy that yeah. belongs twenty years ago. That's that's a big issue. You know, I can see like Washington, Washington with yeah, the space. Yeah, that could be an interesting fit. That could you be know, really. They, defensively, they'd be an absolute train wreck. But maybe they just yeah. try and score everybody. Yeah, and that's like they use Gortat down there, who mm. who can't move for shit. Now he does play defense. I'll give him credit for that. Um, but he can't move to save his life. He's just like a a bully in the middle of the lane. And if Okafor could just figure that out. Again, you stay in the league and you can make – somebody will pay you a lot of money yeah. to do that. So he needs to figure it out. It clearly is not going to be with the Sixers. Um, I don't like that because you know he was a high pick recently. But, hey, you know, shit doesn't work out but all look, the time. You're so. not the only team in that draft because it looks like Julius Randle will, will leave L.A. next year. I, I, yeah, I have a Julius Randle question coming so, up. So we'll come to that. Um, Hazonia yeah. is a hundred percent gone from oh, no Orlando, question. and he—I tell you one thing though—he is an interesting one to see where he goes next because if Greg Popovich got his hands on him, that could be a combination that creates something special because that lad might He's be got the talent. most. He might be the most talented player that came in that draft class. He could either be the ideal two guard. To play next to Kawhi as requires three, or maybe he's the playmaking sixth man to replace Manu in a year. Like he would fit either of those roles if someone can figure out how to use him properly. And like we've already said, best coach in the league, the best coach ever, Greg Popovich. If he can't do it, then again, Hazonia, call your travel agents on you going home. Yeah, um, go back you know? or go back to Europe, pal. Um, so, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not no. everybody can play in this league. You know, it's, you know, it, it's a, it's like any other major league. It, it's not easy to make it. It's easy to get drafted. It's college is different than the pros. So, uh, next question comes from ML, Marco Lopez, and he's using his, uh, at geek ML7, which I love and I love Marco. Um, now he, again, he asked early signs for rookie of the year. Uh, Dave and I are going to discuss that. We're going to give our um, picks for that and maybe some guys who are surprising. But Marco actually brought up, um, because he's a big NBA fan and he's really into it now, which I'm loving, brought up uh, a new segment that we're going to use. And it's basically your play or the player of the game or of the week, I should say. And he just throws his in here. We can talk about ours later, Dave. But his was Donovan Mitchell's dunk versus the Lakers. Oh. I don't know if you've seen that, but that oh. was <laughs> absolutely Phenomenal. disgusting. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell... Um, has kind of an up and down start, but is incredibly athletic, and that was a nasty, nasty the, the dunk. Jazz have found the groove, though. They have. They found. Yeah, the he groove. actually he had twenty eight last night, didn't he? Yeah, in the overtime. A, cer- yeah. a certain guy playing next from from Spain. Sh- yeah, you looks know what? like I, a hell of a player. I yeah, tell you one thing though, but like it, it is testament to how good a coach Quinn Snyder is. Yeah, and anyone yeah, well, who's been sleeping on that guy, he's one of the six or seven best coaches in the league at the very worst. He might and be Dave, top who, five. Who did he study under? Do you know? Do you remember? I believe it was a Mr. Popovich. And then before that, in a, college, a Coach K. 
That's correct. That's not a bad yes. uh, a bad coaching tree to come from. I think he might know a little bit of something about coaching. What do you yeah, think? Because I mean, he's I, I I remember um the Jazz did a they were doing a road trip. They were going to New York, Boston, and somewhere else, maybe Philly, and they did like a, a two part documentary type thing that they put up on YouTube. And I remember watching it, and it just his the preparation is what stood out for me, like the walkthroughs in the ballroom of the hotel the night before games, and again the morning of the games, just going through basic sets, and the focus on fundamentals as well, and it it just like we've we've said it many times, the two best coaches of at least of of the era of basketball that we've both watched are Pop and Coach K. And with all yeah. due respect to Phil Jackson, you're a phenomenal coach. You've got 11 rings, but you had Michael, you had Shaq, you had Kobe. Yeah, great player, best player after best player after greatest yeah, player. So, you know, it, all due respect, but I'm, I'm taking those two or Pat Riley ahead of, likewise, ahead of Phil. Um, yeah. with that being said, like Quinn, Quinn Snyder, this is a guy who is setting himself up. To either be a Jerry Sloan type incumbent there who stays for 20 odd years, or if a big franchise decides to change jobs next summer, say for example, the Warriors decide that, you know, we're going to move on from Steve Kerr, or, or I'm sorry, I should put that the other way around. Steve Kerr decides that yes. the back issues are too much, that he can't deal with the traveling. Quinn Snyder looks a really good fit to me with that with that Golden State team. Now anybody would look a good fit, but Quinn Snyder looks an especially good fit. And he's a young coach. He's definitely ambitious. So you know he's setting himself up to be the front runner for a major job if he ever decides to leave Utah. Yeah, and he's and like we said, he's doing a fantastic job. And Ricky Rubio, seventeen and a half points per game, almost seven assists. Um, I may have to eat my words there, mm. and, I, and I'm I'm happy to do that. But I'm starting to wonder why Minnesota got rid of him, because Minnesota it's, cannot it's system, play defense. Though. It's system. It, it just, maybe it comes down to look. What what it is is we, now, ha- we, we, well. ha- we have a coach who wants a point guard who is quick footed, a scorer, but not a primary ball handler. Because he wants Jimmy Butler to be the primary ball handler. Derek Rose worked well because Derek Rose was willing to cede some of the control. Mm-hmm. And Derek Rose was an incredible slasher, like before the injuries, obviously, and a great scorer. Ricky Rubio is not a great scorer. He's not, he's quick, but he's not like, doesn't have that explosive burst. Yeah. Um, but he is, he's pass first. He's a ball dominant point guard. Now, He's a phenomenal defender. And he he's a great rebounder for the position. Like, if you go through skill by skill by skill, he's let down by his inability to shoot. But he has worked incredibly hard on that. And he looks pretty good for Utah so far. Um, he's actually my player of the week. Because ah, okay. uh, his performance against Portland, where he put up 30, yeah, and had one assist. That. Yeah, I one assist that is the most unricky Rubio, and I've seen every game this guy has played in the NBA, and it was probably the he just looked like a completely different player 
Um, and he was tons of fun to watch. And I just love, I love that Utah team. I love how they're playing. Um, Me too. I really hope they're they, fun to watch. Yeah. Do you know, and what, you know, from, it's, I think you're, you're, you're an appreciator of this as well. You know, when you watch a team and you just think they're really well coached mm-hmm. and that's a really well, well run organization. And like, there's no, they don't take knuckleheads or clowns or assholes. Mm-hmm. They just, that's what I, you know, what I'm looking for. Because, like you, when I think NBA and I think of the model franchise, I think of the Spurs, and they're all the things you think well run, incredibly well coached, no assholes, no knuckleheads, no clowns. That's what I look for. You see, Boston is very much in that mold now. You yeah, can see absolutely. that with the exception of Colangelo, your franchise is going in that direction. Yeah, um, I hate- Fucker. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a, the guy's a jackass. He is a jackass. Look, if he but gets, right, you, to, if right he gets you to the next phase of this yeah. progression, that's all you need from him. You don't need him to be the yes. GM who wins your title. You just need no, him to be the right. GM who, who, kept, who kept, kept things taken over and didn't make a mess of it. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, our last question is from Jan Janigan, who I mess his name up all the time, so I'm not even going to do his at, but he knows who he is. He's a giant Lakers fan. He's asking, what's the true value of Julius Randle? If the Lakers are done with him, where do you want him to go in free agency? And he's saying he has taken a leap every season. Um, you want to take this one first? I don't know where he I'm not a fan. well. I like him in parts, but there are things that hold him back from becoming an elite player. Um, he'd be a nice fit next to Towns. Um, but I don't want him in Minnesota. Um, I could see him fitting really well with Utah that we've just met, just talked about if they lose favors. Um, but I, I don't know. He's a really difficult player to place. I because really... he's almost in the, he's almost in the, uh, apologize for cutting you off. He's almost in that different phase of the NBA. Like yeah. he would have been good in a different time. And that's not his fault. He just came into the NBA at the wrong time. And he's a bit of a tweener. Like he's, he, yeah, he wants time. to be like a, a Zach Randolph, but he's too small. And he kind of also wants to be like a, a wing, but he's, but he can't shoot. He's too slow and he can't shoot. So like what you normally, well, no, sorry. The, the, the example of a player who, who was that too slow and can't shoot to be a three, too small to really be a four is Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. But Draymond Green has the most freakish defensive instincts that have ever existed in the human being. And yeah, he is one of a kind player. Randall doesn't have that. He just, you know, he doesn't have that in him. But he he is a good player. He's certainly going to have a long NBA career um, mm-hmm. because he's a hard worker. He's he's versatile in ways. You know, he can do different things beyond the court. Um, he's a good passer for a big man. But yes, he the, is. the inability, like if he could shoot, you could maybe see him become like a Paul Millsap type. But you, you need to go and dedicate yourself for two years and learn how to shoot if, if that's what you're going to be. Um, yeah, and, and otherwise, he's, otherwise he's Anthony Bennett. Yeah, and he's already lost a season to an ACL. So, I mean, he's, he's still on the younger side. I just, to me, like the Lakers, a team that, you know, we, we and I both think LeBron's going there, but. Why would they want to get rid of talent? They clearly don't see anything in them that's worth yeah. paying him top dollar. Uh, but I think I, that's what it is. I think I think it might just be a money thing where 
Yeah. They they know that they've got big things coming and they're not willing to tie the money up in, in and it makes sense a for guy them to do won't start. It, 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 precisely. So you know, he would have been much better off, Joe, if he'd stayed in college three years. Yeah. Got drafted in the twenties and gone to a good team and become a role player. It takes the pressure off him. Yeah, he yeah. was a high pick. If you're a high pick to the Lakers, I, I, you know, people don't understand. If you're not ready for that, it's just going to eat you up. There and are you're levels that- of pressure in the NBA. Yeah. And, and, being, and, and being a lottery pick for the Lakers is second only to be being the new big free agent for the Lakers. Yeah, you better be ready to play. You know, you, you and you and and, not, and you've got to be on well, from day one. It just goes to show you. Look at D'Angelo Russell now. Yeah. He's playing really well, yeah. averaging 22 points a game. And I, you and I both said at the time, like, "What are you doing? Why are you trading him?" But mm. it was almost like, you know, the things he did with, the, you know, the social media stuff, which was dumb. You know, again, making young kid mistake. You give an 18 year old kid a lot of money, and he's a starting point guard on the freaking Lakers. Yeah, the spotlight's on him. Well, that's and exactly. It. And look, if if he had, hard. if he'd gone, if he'd gone, say to. Russell went to, you guys pick three. Say he dropped to you guys, right? So he's in yeah. Philly, and he doesn't have a swaggy P on his team, yep. who's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. But so, but who lived up the celebrity lifestyle when he was in LA? You you don't have anyone like that. You don't have no. anyone who's dating a famous pop star. So he's not put in the situation where he becomes friends with a moron who starts kind of leading him into the L.A. lifestyle and introducing him to celebrities. And when he cheats on his girlfriend, it's a major thing because she's a major star as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he'd gone to Philly, um, he might have been okay. Now, if he'd dropped to four and gone to New York, he would have been in a bigger circus because he would have been surrounded yeah. by, you know, the cast of fucking Carry On films. Now, people in America <laughs> may not know what that is. I or, do, and it's uh, funny, but yeah, you're right. Most of us won't, <laughs> you know, like or Laurel, Laurel and Hardy, basically, are who, there you who, go. who run the uh, who run the the Knicks. The but Knicks. Yeah, he's a very talented player, and I really enjoy seeing him play for Brooklyn this year. And I've said it; I don't think they're going to be a bad team this year. They're not going to be a good team, but they're they're not going to. The, the pick that Cleveland got is not going yeah. to be a top five pick. Yeah, we both said that. Like, there's not a ton of talent, but. There's guys that are playing really good. He's one Scrappy. of them. Ronda, yeah, Ronda Hollis Jefferson is playing really well. Yeah, there's another guy. There's a guy playing for a contract this year. Yep, and, and that makes a huge you know, difference. And he's he lost playing the year with well. injury as well. He broke his leg, I think. Yes, so he did. So he's got time to make up. So there's there's guys on that team with a point to prove. Yeah, and no there is it. a coach there with a clear identity on what he wants to do. There is a GM yep. there who, oh, by the way, came from San Antonio. So yep. there is good things been done in Brooklyn, and look, the the one thing that Popovich and all of his, um, you know, staff and all that have ever done is get the most out of every player they come in touch with. You're seeing that now in Philly with Brett Brown. Yeah, he is, he is getting the most. Like, what are you four and four at the moment? Yeah, we won three in a row. You yeah. won three in a row. You probably should have lost a couple of those games. Then a couple of the ones you lost, you probably should have won. But yeah, that, that Houston, for your first Houston game, we got killed on last second shot. You're yeah. learning to grind. Players yeah. are giving everything they have. They're buying in, and there's been a kind of a, a real change in mentality 
in in Philly, probably since Hinky got fired because the process kind of ended at that point, and Brown, Brown got more control. Um, and, but players are buying in, and you can see now why they appointed him. Like for years, it was kind of like, oh god, that poor guy. He's winning 15 games a year, and he's just a patsy. Mm-hmm. He's going to get fired when they get good. There's no reason to change him now. They, that team gets good. He's he's a good coach. You don't need to change that. And it's going to be the exact same thing for the Nets when they're a good team. Marks and Atkinson are, are going to be a good GM and coach for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, so that's it for Twitter questions, and we're going to move on to Dave and I are going to do our awards for the season. So various um, all rookie of the year. MVP, Coach of the Year, Most Improved Player, Six Man. But we'll start with the big boy. Um, who do you got for MVP this year? James Harden. Um, I think James Harden is going to win MVP this year. I think he's been robbed twice, personally. I think he got robbed by Steph that year, and he got robbed last year. Um, now, robbed is probably too too strong of a word, but... I thought he was the MVP last year and that year that Steph beat him out and then he won the Players MVP award. Um, I, James Harden is the guy I'm going for. Okay. Um, took me a while to figure this out. I, I, I looked at Harden. He does seem like an obvious choice because I, even though I thought Westbrook should have won it last year, I thought, um, and I know you disagree with that, you thought, um, Harden should have and. But it was, I think it was close. Like you could, like there was no clear winner yeah. last year. And I don't think, I'll be honest, Joe, I don't think we're going to see a clear MVP that everybody's unanimous on for a long time. I think Steph, that was a, like a, a fluke, not a fluke, but like a, you know, one-off. Yeah, it's weird on a team like that to have an MVP when you have Durant on your team and mm. like that. But like you said, I mean, you could have easily made a case for James Harden winning it in, um, MVP last year. I'm going to go a little, maybe not out of the box, but just a little different. I'm going to go with Carl Anthony Towns. As long as Minnesota stays in the top three or top four seed, I'm going Carl Anthony Towns. Just because I think right now he's just basically unstoppable. Hmm. Um, Do you know what's great, though? I, the player. He, and, was, yeah. he, he was terrible against the Pelicans. Like, the worst game he's had since he came into the league. But he and, still played really well. <laughs> and we still won. Yeah. And, and well, Boogie, he, Boogie had a huge night. Wiggins didn't have a great night, but we still won, and it's a great sign for this Timberwolves team. But I, yeah. I'll be honest, the reason Towns won't win the MVP this year is because Jimmy Butler's the best player on the team, and this team will go as far as Jimmy Butler can carry them, because the other two are he too will. young. Yeah, but Carl Anthony Towns is just... I oh, mean, Jimmy incredible. Butler, really, but he's a great player. He's a better player. Yeah. I think he's a better player now. I don't think it's even fucking close. Towns is incredible, but... Yeah. So far, we're five and three. The two yeah. games we lost were to a Miles Turner-less uh, Pacers, Pacers and team. a Pistons team, and we should have romped over both of them, but Butler was missing, and everybody yep. just seemed to be lost on both nights. The other game we lost was to San Antonio on the opening night, and they had no quite like we should be. I, we should be eight and zero. Oh. <laughs> it's what like it's weird. We probably should have lost one of the games to sure. to OKC. And um, Wiggins hit that ridiculous shot, but at the same time, we've been a little unlucky. But I, I just think it's probably a year too early for Towns to really be in the mix. Um, but like, look, if if he keeps just, playing uh, the way he is, he just needs to learn to play defense, and and he's trying. As he uh, is trying, at least and he's that's trying. 
He is. And he's like you said, he's a young kid, but I, I just didn't want to pick the same old, same old. Mm. Like I could you could have want Kawhi, could have want Leonard or um Kawhi James is Harden. An interesting one, but how long like Yeah, when, he's hurt. When's That's he coming problem. back and how is he gonna come back? Yeah, I mean you can go with your Durant, Curry, LeBron, Giannis we talked about. Mm. It clear I mean if Giannis keeps that up, he's gonna win it, obviously. I, I we'll just see how he if he keep, if he keeps up averaging thirty one a game. Oh he's unanimous. He's winning he's unanimous. Unanimous and everything I've just said is out the window. Yeah, no question. So um let's move on to who's your coach of the year? Brad Stevens. Yeah, I, I want to disagree, but that Boston is really good. And if you want an MVP candidate, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, well, dude, I remember when we did our predictions, I had Boston finishing one. Mm. Yeah, that was before Hayward got hurt. And Kyrie's, yeah. Kyrie's a phenomenal player. I, I mean, I watched Kyrie at Duke and, you know, he had to play second fiddle to LeBron and I understand why, but I followed Kyrie his whole career. He's got more than that, and he's shown that right now. So, yeah, that's not a bad shout, especially, you know, they're rolling right now. Mm. They lose Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown have really stepped up. They, so. they lost the first two games and they've come out and looked phenomenal in the last six. Yeah, um, they, they beat us by a few points, which was a really good game. Mm. Um, yeah, they're, they're just, uh, you know, obviously not a Celtics fan, but Brad Stevens is my my coach. All right. Um I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How about your most improved player, which is always a difficult Who's your one. coach of the year? Brad Stevens. Oh, Brad Stevens as well? Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't go anybody else. I, mm. There's just, they're just, to do what he's doing, and if he's going to keep that up after losing Hayward the way they lost Hayward. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how you could give it to anybody else. I just don't. As much as we both love Pop, it doesn't matter. Like, if he keeps them together and the way they're playing, there's no reason to think they're going to not going to keep playing that way, in my opinion. Then it's got to be him. Um, my most improved player, D'Angelo Russell. We're all, I gotta, damn it, we're on the same damn thing here. Yeah, I, I just, I can't, I, I, to be honest, I can't see anyone else even coming close. Nope. Yeah, I, I'm the same way, and I, I knew you were gonna, I had a feeling you were gonna say it, and I'm, I, I was thinking in my head before the pot, I'm like, I know he's gonna say D'Angelo Russell, but 
Uh, he was my pick all along, too. I can't see anybody else either. He's just so, um, so hot. So he is. And, and, and he's showing it now. And again, like take him out of that pressure cooker, like we yeah. talked about. Um, how about six man of the year? Uh, it's Matt. Uh, he won't win it. And he probably shouldn't win it because he won't be the best six man. But I, Manu is my six man every year. Okay. So I, you know, I, that, that, that award just needs to be renamed the Manu Ginobili Award. <laughs> I went with, um, Andre Iguodala, mm-hmm. Iguodala just because he could probably start on every other team. Um, but because he plays on the Warriors and the Warriors, uh, I went with him. So what else do, do you want to do an all NBA first team or do you want to skip that? Yeah, we can. Um, okay. do you want me to go first? Yeah. And you don't have to, you don't, if you don't want to, you don't have to do three guards. You know, you, you could do whatever, however you want to. If you don't want to put a center on there, you don't have to. It's completely up to you, but. If we're going to do it together, we probably should. So, do you want to go? Yeah, let's po- let's do the five positions: point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. All right, you start where you want, and I'll okay. go after. I'll do I'll do Towns as my center because I think he will be the best center in the league this year. Um, power forward, I think it will be Draymond uh, almost by default. Um, yeah. Small forward, <clears throat> I think it's going to be Kevin Durant. Now, a lot of people will look at that and say, well. Surely you you leave out Draymond and go Kevin Durant and LeBron, um. But I I don't know. There's something different with LeBron this year so far. Like I know it's only eight games or whatever, but he he doesn't. Look, it's a it's a weird fitting team. They yeah, do not they, fit. They look there. horrendous and they're, they're defensively there. They cannot play defense. <laughs> like for the Cavaliers to be three and five after eight games is is not good. Um, shooting guard. I'm going to go with James Harden. Yeah. And point guard, I'm going to go with Kyrie. And the reason I'm going to go with Kyrie is because I think you kind of split it east coast, west coast, and I think Russ and K- and, and Steph will take too many vote will take too many votes off each other. There's not a re- another really like John Wall is a fantastic player, but I just think Kyrie is probably going to be on the one seed. Yeah, and that, that's in the east and. It does help a lot. Um, and, he, and he doesn't have the talent around him that Steph has. He doesn't even really have the talent around him that Russ has because he doesn't have a, a Paul George or, or a Melo. You know? Yeah, no, he so, doesn't. Bradley Beal's a good player, but yeah, he's not. Yeah, Bradley Beal's a good player. Um, hurt a lot, though. He's always hurt. And I, I I don't know, the rest of that Wizards lineup is weird. Otto Porter's a good player, but he's certainly not worth the money they're paying, paying him. No, no, uh, no. Kelly Oubre is, I'm not sure what. He may be the next Nick Young. Um, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know really I've what he's never liked Gortat, really. I think he's like he's solid, but I'm not a fan. Um and I don't like that the Morris that they have. They have the wrong Morris to He just seems like a bit of a scumbag. I don't know what it is. Maybe I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but he just that's what I, I the impression I get from him um, <laughs> is that he's a bit of a scumbag. So yeah, that that's my five. Um Kyrie, Harden, K D Draymond and Carl Anthony Towns. All right, um, center. I want Carl Anthony Towns with a close uh, Joel Embiid follow-up. And the only reason I didn't go Embiid is because it's his first full season. Um, so I'll let him work into it. I mean, he's been great so far. But if I'm picking Carl Anthony Towns for my outside of the box MVP, then he's my first all-team NBA center. Uh, 
power forward. Who'd you go? You went with um, Draymond, right? Draymond, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. It's Anthony such a Davis weird... is the other obvious choice because he's going to place four while Dougie's at the five. Which I, don't, I but I see. I think I look at him as more of a natural center. Yeah, so do I. And I think Dougie wants to be a four, which is why I don't think they have figured it out yet. I think they're being yeah. played in the wrong positions. Yeah, um, no, totally agree. I think they are too, and it's just so I, I can't put as long, as great as he is. I can't put him at four. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like Boogie really. I, he can play, but I don't really like him. Um, so I guess I'll go Draymond Green, and I don't really like him either. But I don't know who else off the top of my head you'd put it for. Um, point guard, you kind of took my stole my thunder there with Kyrie. I want to go Russell Westbrook because it's an easy choice. Um, but like you said, like. It, you know, who goes, can you put Steph at two? You could, you but I'm could. going James. You could, but I'm going to go. I'm doing the same you are. I'm putting James Harden there. Um, James Harden's my two. Kyrie's my one. This is the same. Or you know what? No, I'm going to switch that. Steph Curry's my one. Yeah. James Harden's my two. Carl Anthony Towns is my five. My four is Draymond. And I, I, I hate leaving Kawhi Leonard out of anything. I know. But I, I don't. I don't know when he's coming back. They said a month. Um, now, right now, Lamarcus Aldridge is playing out of his mind for San Antonio. But I don't know. He might, I, I he might know. be the best power forward in the league at this moment in time. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking when I said uh, Draymond. I'm not sure, but, but the only thing about that is, is like, does he play that same way when Kawhi gets back? Because it's you know, let's be honest, it's Kawhi's team. So yeah. I'll just change it and go Lamarcus Aldridge at four just to be different. And uh, Kevin Durant has to be on my team um, at three. And the only reason I'm leaving Kawhi off is because he's hurt. Yeah. That's it. Um, so we'll move on because uh, I know we're, we're actually running pretty late here. We may have to skip our last thing. So I do want to talk real quick about the Markel Fultz situation. Um, it's, a, it's another thing. It's another black mark against the Sixers organization. They had the whole thing about why was he changing his free throw shooting? Why was he doing this? Why was he doing that? The guy played in summer league and looked completely fine. Yeah. I don't think he decided to change his shot all of a sudden. I think he got hurt sometime in between that time and either didn't say anything about it or the Sixers poo-pooed it. Now, neither would surprise me. I don't know where you stand on this, but it's like the the, the Sixers can't draft a player without them being hurt. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I don't like the way the Sixers handle this. Um, this we're gonna sit him indefinitely until he recovers. Thing kind of sounds like we don't believe you, but yeah. you know, so go away. And before that, there was talk he was gonna get sent to the what's well, now called the G League, um, the D League or the, yeah, whatever it is it, now. It's the, the, uh, it's the D League. It's the development league. Uh, I don't yes. care who sponsors it. It is the That's league. That's what it is. Um, yeah. I so, agree. yeah, I I don't know. I, it's a weird situation. Like I said earlier, a big part of his problem is that he's not being allowed... Like, he's been asked to alter his game drastically from what he's always done because yeah. he's now been asked to play with another ball-dominant player in Ben Simmons. Now, and it's that, hard. It is hard, and that's fine. If you want to turn him into a shooting guard, 
over the next two years. That's absolutely fine. But make that very clear to everyone, including this kid who is 19 or is he 18 or 19 years of age? I believe he just turned 19, 19 recently. 19 years of age. So let him know that that is the plan. Do not throw him out there and say, no, no, son, you are our point guard. Oh, but by the way, this guy's going to hand the ball and kind of be point guard as well. Um, because look, the, 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 there will be no better teacher for him than JJ Reddick. Um, oh, yeah. In, in, yeah, in that, how that, that, to play the shooting guard position. And Fultz has five times more ability than JJ Reddick does. So he, like, yeah, he does. Fultz could be a James Harden type of shooting guard. He really can. And I, people forget that because, you know, he plays summer league, he looked really good, and then he gets hurt. And then people forget about you because that's the, that's the, that's human nature. But if a guy's shoulder's hurting that much to where he's changing his free throw yeah. form, then, you know, all of a sudden they went from, you know, Brian Colangelo comes out and goes, oh, I've had a cortisone shot in my knee. Like, you you don't say dumb shit like no, that unless you're, you're Brian You're a 50-year-old Angelo. man who needs that cortisone sh- shot to walk yeah. up and down the stairs. This guy's right. playing 82 games of high-intensity pro sports. Shut and your, he's 19. And he's 19. Shut your mouth, Brian Colangelo. You're a moron. Um, he is a moron. And he just came off looking like an idiot. Yeah. And... You don't, that's not protecting the kid. The kid looks at that and goes, you just railroaded me. Yeah. Like, really? So I, I just don't like it. Let him get healthy. It wouldn't, now would, would this surprise me if it was to end up being a seizing and an injury? No, because it's the Sixers. That's what we do. Yeah. But, you know, well, it's a might, shoulder. Might it be a good thing if it's a seizing and an injury in the long term? In this case, with his, with his case, I would say no. If it was Simmons, I had no problem with that. I understand what they wanted to do with him. See, like I said already, I knew he was going to be fantastic. Embiid, you had to play it really cautious. I get that. But Fultz needs to play. See, and he I, needs to I disagree to because I think he needs to do three things before he should be put back on an NBA floor. Number one, rehab your shoulder. Yes. And get no no doubt. Number two, get bigger and get stronger. Number three, oh, that, number three, develop your shot. Now, he can't do number two and three, or or no, if he if he does number one and comes back straight away, he cannot do number two and three because he can't get bigger or stronger or work in a shot while he's rehabbing his shoulder, because yeah. it will directly interfere with rehab. Whereas Absolutely. If you were to say to him, look, you've got a problem. Let's go find out what it is. Let's find out how to fix it. If it's surgery, it's surgery, and say. He has surgery and he is ready to play basketball again in February, March. Sit him. Lock, him in, a, lock him, him in a room with your strength and conditioner trainer and only let him out to go and shoot with JJ Reddick. And then lock him back in that room. And that is all he is allowed to do until next October. And then yeah. come next October... Ben Simmons is entrenched as your primary point guard and Embiid is entrenched as your center and they have their understanding and Saric has figured out where he fits in this mix and you Mm -hmm. have Covington on your wing and what you're missing is a two guard who can be a secondary creator and potentially your number one scoring option. Oh well all of a sudden here we are, we have this incredibly talented kid 
who yeah. is now tailor fitted to this position. And then JG Reddick becomes your sixth man. And you might have a lottery pick next year if you don't. Oh no, you don't. You don't have a pick next year, do you? No, we treat, no, we treat, well, it's Boston all- have. No, you have your own pick next year. We have our own pick, but, uh, that pick we traded to get Fultz is only ours, um, if it's number one overall. If it's two through six, it's, it's Boston. Theirs. Okay, so that pick's yeah. gone. But that's fine. Yeah, but, yeah that's, I mean, it's not, fine. yeah, um, it's not the end of the world. I think, I still think Fultz is going to be a really good player. Anybody saying otherwise, I think you're just jumping the gun a little too fast. Second of November. But you know how people are. You oh, know exactly. How people and are. you know how Philadelphia fans can be a little impatient. So. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But look, they, there's, there's too much talent in this kid from to be a bust. Yeah, um, I agree too. And, and look, Brett Brown was a development coach, skills development coach with San Antonio yeah. for a number of years. He's the players ideal. love him. And, and like I said, Reddick is the perfect mentor for this guy. Yeah. And Reddick is going, really- if Reddick wants to be a coach, in this league, he is going to be a great coach in this league. Because if you ever listen to his podcast or listen to him speak, oh, it's awesome! He's so intelligent about it and understands his, the game at a very, another, very high level. Another Duke kid. Yeah, that's what it is, and it's you know? you know. Remember, a lot of people forget. Also, he struggled immensely when mm-hmm. he came into the NBA, and then made himself into, hey, I can come off of screens and bury threes. That's my game. Exactly. Play, play a little defense. I don't have to be great. But I'll make money doing this, yeah. and, and because I'm smart enough to play. Yeah, he really has. He and, really has. And Fultz has much more ability than Reddick. Oh, um, there's no question. Cannot and, debate that. But if he can learn, like the thing is, Reddick was in college for what three years? Uh, he might have been even four, but so he, definitely for at least three. So yeah. he developed those fundamental skills and that shooting ability. Now, I know he had it when he got to, but it was refined and developed with Duke. Yeah. This kid, Fulst, would only be a sophomore this year. So, Reddick was three years ahead of him when he came into the league and he struggled. No wonder this kid is going to struggle. All, all kids struggle when they come in, unless they're physical freaks. You know, or just, like, even look at Wiggins. Wiggins is a fantastic scorer. But there are times still, and it's his year four now for Wiggins, where he looks a little bit lost. Yeah. Fultz is going to look lost, and obviously there's definitely an injury there. Like, the guy's not changing his shooting, especially his free throw shooting for no reason. So, look, figure out what's wrong with him, and let's figure out where is he going to fit. Let's look big picture. Let's go back to what Sam Hinkie was doing in Philadelphia. Let's look big picture. Where is he going to fit? Where does everybody else fit? Embiid is obviously going to be the center. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Where does Ben Simmons fit? Well, he can be a couple of things. He can be our point guard on offense who's nominally our three on defense or our four on defense or our two on defense, whatever. He's not going to guard point guards, but no, he won't. People don't realize that. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's just a number. It's just, uh, you know, it doesn't, yeah, it's, it's it's how the team fits. Yeah, positions where it's, where creates people can understand the game. That's um, it. With Fultz, there's no question he can be your number, you can be your two guard on offense and guard yeah. opposition point guards. No question he can do that. Like, he's six four, so he's a little, a little on the short side for two. But, he does have arms though. But he, yeah, he's exactly. just, just playing the opposite side. Yeah. You're right. He's six, six four, six five. But he's but got he like does. a six seven, six eight reach. 
Yeah, and you could see it when yeah. he drives the hoop. He's not getting the shot blocked all the time, and yeah. that's that's because of those those guys who got long arms like that, who have mm-hmm. body control like that. You, you don't see it a lot because well, it's look, just Bradley Beal is only six foot four, and he's the better point, better shooting. Yes, the yeah, he really um, is, and I and I would love to have him on my team. You know, like Demar you know, Rosen's only six five. Love to have him on my team he's too. He's got long arms as well, so you, you do make it work. And look, if that's maybe that's what you rework full Simpson. Maybe it, maybe not a a three point shooting too, like um like Reddick, who can like be a playmaker that as well. Maybe just someone who shoots long twos and scores yeah. bunches the way Demar like because you put Demar Rosen on this Sixers team right now, and you're a top four seed automatically. Oh, yeah, I love him as a player. He seems like a really nice guy too, yeah, but I love him as a player. He struggled in the league at first. Yeah, yes, you know? he did. So guys have to figure out what they are. Unless they're super folks, need to just go stick their heads back in the sand and come back and talk to us in eighteen months. Not yeah. not in six months, not in twelve. Come back in eighteen months when this cat kid is at a real run in the league when he's healthy. And when they figured out in Philly what the fit is going to be, who's doing what, mm-hmm. and how they're doing it, and then let's yeah. talk about it. You know, couldn't couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, um, we want to we do want to do Marco's segment, um, our play player of the week. Now, did you did you already give yours? I or said, you want to give? Yeah, Ricky Rubio is mine. Okay, and I'm going to go with my play was again. I'm going to be Homer on the first segment. Last night's game, Ben Simmons took it to the hole. And just threw down a phenomenal, phenomenal dunk. I don't, did you see this, Dave? I don't know if you've seen it. Towards the end of the, end of the game versus Atlanta? No. No. So that's, if, if, when you get a chance, everybody who's listening, YouTube it, NBA.com. It was nasty. It was a one right-handed tomahawk. Just took it from the out of bounds, went straight down the lane, passed three different guys, and threw it down. That's my play of the week. Um, what about surprises of the season, good or bad? Uh, well, depending on your viewpoint, Cleveland. <laughs> I think it's good. They probably think it's bad. Yeah, um, I don't like them, but they look terrible. Memphis is a good surprise. How about the Clippers? The Clippers is a good surprise. Um, Big time surprise, but playing well. But the biggest surprise, well, the, the two biggest surprises are Cleveland and Orlando. Yeah, Orlando's playing. F- I mean, I I was a hater of Evan Fournier, um, but he's playing really well right yeah. now. So he's averaging twenty two points a game, and they're six and two. So what? I, what can they keep that up? Probably not. But as of right now, they're a really good surprise. And bad surprises, like we said. Cleveland, um, can I say Lonzo Ball? Because he can't shoot for shit. (laughs) Now, I I know that's not his game, and yeah, maybe that's me taking the dig at the uh, Lakers, but the guys are, I mean, he is what he is. He's a great passer, floor general, but you can only be so good if you can't shoot. And if you're shooting threes and you're shooting, he's shooting like 28%. That's disgusting. Again, I know it's seven games, uh, but for the number, what was he, number two pick yeah. in the draft? You know, he's got, he's averaging seven, seven assists a game. Um, very good. I'm not knocking that, but he's got to do better, um, offensively for me. Uh, a, a rookie that's really surprised me, Laurie Markinen. 
that kid can play. And I didn't know he could play like that. He's been really good for the Bulls. Um, anything else on your end? No, I mean, the Lonzo thing is hilarious because it was clear as day that he couldn't shoot in summer league. So I, I, I don't know why anybody's trying to pretend otherwise. The guy couldn't shoot in college. He's got that weird mechanics. Like, his shot looks like Michael Kidd Gilchrist, only yeah. weirder. And it doesn't look fixable. It looks completely wrecked to me. Now, like you say, maybe he becomes like a, a Ricky Rubio type. Maybe. Like, but he can't play defense like Ricky can. No, he so can't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Lonzo Ball is going to be long term. I really don't. I think he's obviously a very talented basketball player. But it, like others we've mentioned today, he's more suited to how the game was 20 years ago. Um, uh, Giannis continuing to improve is a bit of, is a big one for me. Um, that kind of jump, yeah, that kind of jump yeah, is just crazy. unreal. Especially after the jump he took last year. It just doesn't yeah. happen. Like, it doesn't happen that guys take jumps like that. Not even LeBron did that. Now, like no. you say, it's only, what, seven, eight games, so maybe it's sure. not a jump, maybe it's just a, a stutter step Pass. forward, maybe he'll come back. Um, yeah, I, mean, I have a great game last night. I'll tell you who's who's been fun this year to watch is Phoenix. Since they the have, Bledsoe thing, they've been fun. They have been. Devin Booker's playing really well. TJ Warren pretty well. Dragon Bender looks fun. Yeah, and that's saying talent, so, um, Yeah, he that, does have talent. So, uh, of course, not a surprise is the Kings being put one and seven. Yeah, um, they're just putrid. What fuck? Um, big surprise to me is that the Mavericks are only one and eight because they've got one of the three or four best coaches in the league and they've got Dirk and they've got some good players, but there's obviously some issues there. Um, yeah, Harrison Barnes is your leading scorer at 16 points a game. Harrison Barnes is your anything other than your fourth option offense. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. Um, yeah, you're probably in trouble. I, I expected more from the Nuggets, but again, it's, it's eight games. It's very hard to kind of judge. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. All right, well, we'll move on. Do you want to talk about our player, or what do you want to call it quits for the no, night? No, we better do We better leave it. Yeah, I think we should because we don't want to go too late. So we'll go, we'll stop there. Um, cause we've gone an hour. Um, you have anything to plug, buddy, before you, uh, take off? No, nothing at the moment. Um, oh, there's a jumpers for goalposts coming soon. Uh, Fitzy assures me for Liverpool fans. Nice. So, uh, be sure you listen to that. If you haven't listened to the previous ones in his, uh, club and city, uh, series, they are absolutely, they are by far, the best podcasts you will ever hear about Liverpool football club. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. Um, that's hard to do. I don't think people realize how hard that is to do by yourself. Mm. A pod Each like one that takes about a month. When, yeah, I remember him time. saying that. And he has yeah, had time because obviously him and Ray bought a new house and he's yeah, he's uh he's decorating and renovating and stuff. But he said he, there is one coming soon. Um, so Good. Keep an eye. I'm a massive that. fan of those. Um, and for myself, not a whole lot. Uh, haven't been doing much, just really busy with work and family and stuff like that. Uh, we did do a, I think I plugged this probably in the last one, maybe a Stranger Two Things preview pod. Uh, it's since come out. Uh, most people who are a fan of that, 
um, have watched the second one. I believe you were watching the first one, right? Is that correct? Yes, but not the second yeah, one. So. I'm going to do a, a review in a few weeks. Uh, we're trying. Yeah, we're definitely going to. It'll be me, Gags, and Kay. Um, we did the first one for season one. Season one's already out, if you want to listen to it. I don't know if you finished it. We did that a while back, so yeah. we'll probably do season two when we all have time. A time difference thing is a killer. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we work around it. No big deal. But on that note, we'll end how I always end it with uh, just whatever you do in life. Trust the process. <laughs>